Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Funbox Monster Podcast. Oh, everything okay? Yep. Good. My name is Tristan. I am that awkward. Hooray! Good job. We're really, really already being professional right out of the gate. Um. Tonight we're going to be talking about ghoulies. Yeah, I'm ghouling out over here. I'm excited. I love I love this movie. I thought I hated it. I honestly thought I hated this movie. And I hadn't watched it forever, and I think I might have been confusing it with, uh, you know, munchos. Munchos, munchies, mun- yeah, yeah, yeah. But, what, uh, any of those. If you were thinking of a movie with Dabney Coleman in it, you were thinking of munchies. Yeah, but no, I like this movie. Yeah. Uh, I don't love it. No, it is. It's definitely. It's another movie that is full of missed opportunities and yes. full of like. I find it very sloppy, and yep. uh, some things are just like, like this is about to happen. Something's happening, and then we're just like, yeah, let's go over here. Yeah, yeah. Let's do and, something else. And it's also interesting because it feels so much more like a full moon movie of the '90s than I was expecting it to. In going back to watch it, like with a critical eye, yeah, because it reminds me of any of those like like the full moon video zone era of full definitely moon movies well, this was a pre- uh, and it's good it's, this was the precursor to all that this re- was before yeah. all of that yeah exactly i i just i feel like stuff from that era i expect to be more like an empire release and be kind of i don't know about more professional or any of that i don't know what to say but well i mean if you talk an empire releases if yeah. you compare this to like reanimator it's just like a world of difference sure, sure. you can't get further apart and right it's just it's interesting because I know that they they struggled with tone on this one when they were doing it, and it was originally supposed to be spooky, <laughs> but it was supposed to be a horror movie. But I feel like they never changed it. It almost seems like like we were talking earlier. Yeah. And you were saying that they had they had changed the the tone of the film, and I I feel like they tried to make a horror movie again, and it just wound up goofy. Because from what I read, the, goofy. The, from what I read, the director was like, okay, we got to make this goofy. Once he saw. John Carl Beekler's Ghoulies. He was just like, "Oh shit, that's not gonna. I, I can't scare people with these." I mean, <laughs> I definitely agree, but I also feel like he didn't try to make it silly or make it a joke. I don't. I like. I don't notice anything in it that's intentionally, aside from just having the goofballs that are in every horror movie ever made. What do you mean the '80s goofs? Oh, do you mean like the Ghoulies goofy though, or? Because, like, like, all those shots of, like, the ghoulies playing piano or just, like, popping up out of a turkey. Like, all that stuff was, like, added. Even the toilet scene wasn't originally in the script. That came after the poster, and they're like, oh. And the test scene was like, where the hell's the toilet ghoulie? (laughs) So they actually went back and shot toilet ghoulie. Of course. And then everybody complained that no one was actually gotten by a toilet ghoulie. Yes. And so they The ghoulie never bit anybody in the end. Yeah, so they finally put that in in part two. Yes, very important stuff. Um, yeah, it's. It, I mean, it's a classic for a reason. It's got some. It's got some very silly, fun stuff. It's. It's very. Uh, and I mean, very like, like, I know it's been said before, but the cover is iconic. It that, is, and yeah. it looks so great on tape. Like, and it's just one of those tape memories I have of being a kid. Sure. Like, you always saw that tape in the video store. I don't care what video store you were at. Ghoulies was everywhere. Yeah, yeah. No, Ghoulies was everywhere, and I think, I think that was definitely, they got lucky. I think is part of it. I think this is a movie that easily could have disappeared were it not for uh, Gremlins bringing a lot of like people were excited about little monsters and things after what? after Gremlins. What a time to be alive! 
So true. What's uh, popular in the movies? Little Beasties. Fucking take me back, please. Do it. Yeah, and I mean, nobody <laughs> nobody embraced that more than Charles Band. Yeah. Where he was very much into the idea of being like, well, we got to... We got to make sure that we've got the craziest little beasties that you can possibly have, and he always did. Yeah, you got your puppet masters, you got your ghoulies, you got all the little guys, you got the blood dolls. I mean, that came so far later. Fuck that! No, that movie is awesome. Sure, it is. Uh, We're doing it next week. No, we're not. Um, <laughs> I, I think you're thinking of. I was trying to think of the name of the little the little red guys that came out of Radu's fingers. I, oh, I guess minions, right? Are they the subspecies? I thought they were just called minions. Uh, maybe they are, yeah. Little yellow, wear overalls, one eye. Yeah, minions. Got it. Uh, anyway, let's talk about this. You've got a you've got a hard out. You gotta get out there. There's news out there in the world yeah, and man. you've got to report on it. I gotta bring it to the people. <laughs> you've got to direct the eleven o'clock news and this news is much more fun to deliver. Yes. The news about ghoulies yes. is the most important <laughs> news that people can get. I kinda wanna do a ghoulies newscast now. Well, let me just tell you, I did just put in an order f- through uh, Trick or Treat Studios and pretty much inspired by this for the store. So uh, I'm going to have some ghoulies coming Ooh. into the store. They did uh, they did ghoulies too. They did the fish ghoulie and yep. the cat ghoulie. So I was like... Are these toys? They're replicas. Oh, awesome. They're like, well, full size. What? Whatever, whatever the full size of a ghoulie is. Yeah. yeah we'll yeah. find out. Not that big, but we're gonna, not that little. We're going to actually hold a ghoulie? Yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> Anyway, all right, Ghoulies starts off, and uh, this is uh, <laughs> uh, this this podcast already sucks. I'm so sorry. <laughs> anyway, uh, but they're super proud of their Ghoulies. We get some nice close-ups of like yeah. their teeth being really gross. They're making little snarfy gremlin noises. They're uh, they're really slimy. They're gross looking. Their mouths are all full yep. of ultra slime. They got great teeth. Yeah, look like you know Ghoulies like have a, a good Ghoulie dental plan. <laughs> Well, I mean, they have gross teeth. They, they go have, to the ghoulie, they have good gross ghoulie, teeth. Ghoulie dentist. Sure, you can work on that. I'm sure there's. I'm sure there's a portmanteau you can get into that. Uh, so it turns out that we are actually in the attendance of a pagan baby sacrifice, hosted by a dude with. I mean, it. It's hard to not. If this was a goofy moment, if this was supposed to be goofy, they succeeded. I don't know. His like four foot wingspan on his antler helmet and his goof ass face i don't think this was supposed to be i don't goofy. think so either no <laughs> i don't think so but man it succeeds his costume looks like a very over um uh, what do you call it overachieving larper like he looks like, like a dollar store molarom yeah yeah, yeah. he's wearing like a giant bed sheet so it still looks like a larper like somebody put their costume together but like you know, they went really above and beyond, yeah. but with, like, the $4 allowance they had. Right, exactly. <laughs> but uh, it can't be overstated how big those those antlers are oh, yeah. on his head. They and are, the eye? His eyes look cool. They do. I like they, these contact things. Uh, yeah, no, it's a when cool they effect. Work. <laughs> when they work, it's cool. Uh, they definitely, you know, it's a low-budget movie, so sometimes yeah. they forget to have the contacts in and long shots and whatever, and it's, yeah. it's fine. Uh, but... Uh, and I do like how much this dude emotes with his hands, as as uh, as, as Marshall said earlier. I think he's just giving it too much. He's like, giving yes, yeah, he's giving too much. Yeah, we were watching <laughs> Ghoulies literally on all day at the store. Long at the store, uh, but uh, to the point where I suggested that we should be the Ghoulie store. Like, 
We will absolutely be known as the Ghoulies. There will always be Ghoulies playing when you come to Coast City Comics, so you're always guaranteed to see something. Yes. I'm not going to say you're always guaranteed to see something awesome. Yeah, it's something with Ghoulies. (laughs) Uh, So, um, got these green glowing eyes, and uh, also his lapel is filthy, which was really weird. He had, like, looked like he'd smeared chocolate on it. Kind of gross. <laughs> Spill at the craft service table. Yeah, something. There was something that they should not have done a close-up on. Uh, and it turns out that this is his kid, and he's about to sacrifice his own kid. But the mom's there, and she's not stoked that he's going to kill it. Uh, so she runs up, drapes the child with an amulet, and says, You can't hurt him now. And I don't know if that makes any sense, but whatever. Man, you know what's weird? Like, when we meet him... You know, this is a kid we're going to be following. Yep. And when we do catch up with him, you know, in all these movies where they show that, like, it would dissolve to the present time with that necklace being on him. You know what I mean? Yep. And in this movie, it's just like, no. This is. Just, did he lose it? He probably did. Like, <laughs> can imagine, <laughs> a, imagine, guy, imagine yeah, a newborn yeah. kid, like, though, holding on to a necklace from birth and, like, keep it, not losing it throughout all childhood. So. Lots of movies like to assume that that's something that can happen. Right. I feel like. This movie, one of the things that's interesting about it is that uh, I I think that it almost feels like a Zen filmmaking mistake where they're just like, oops, we, we were just recording with no script and then we decided to piece it together at the end. But it's not because clearly it had a script, but it's also like they didn't know the things that they didn't know about the characters for later scenes yep. are glaring. Like specifically, he has this adopted father who he refers to as a caretaker at one point who doesn't talk, and then it turns out that he's doing the voiceover, so now he's talking a lot. And then, <laughs> just, and How then do you like, make your narrator a mute? <laughs> it's so crazy. Uh, it's a really strange... But then he talks at the end. Um, <laughs> and then it's like, also this, this amulet. It's like, can't you get one of your fucking minions to take the amulet off him can not there's a whole bunch of cultists standing around they're busy standing around that's a good point they got stuff going on (laughs) whatever but they can't do it so he's like ah now he's tainted with amulet stuff take him away get him out of here bake him away toys and he gets him out of there and uh and he's taken away by the only famous actor in the film jack nance playing a character named wolfgang Yes. Super weird. It's the guy from every David Lynch movie and, of course, the Blob remake, which you can find in our back catalog. That's where I know him from. Yes. Uh, He's been in every David Lynch movie, including Dune. Uh, Weird. Weird to see him in that. Uh, Anyway, so now the goofy cult guy says, Paha, well, now you, wife, will take his place in the sacrifice. And uh, Jack Nance carries the baby off into the sunset and uh, ghoulies hold the lady down, and I guess one of them burrows I, through her body. I guess. We don't know because this, all we get is a reaction shot from a this ghoulie. Is, this is one of the things in this movie where I, I, I don't know if they chopped it for content or, you know, so they wouldn't get an R rating or the effect just failed or there's several scenes in this where I feel like it just cuts too early I think or just like switches to, to something else. And it's like, what? why was that happening then? Why did that? Like, yeah. It just feels incomplete. It definitely feels like they were going to trying to avoid an R rating on this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it it is really strange, but again, it's also they're playing this game that they kind of fail at, which is making the ghoulies the good guys and making the ghoulies the bad guys at the same time. So they're like, 
under control of the evil sorcerer, but it's almost like they don't want to do evil because there's that moment when, I mean, it's it's our gag, but it's like there's a reaction of the little rat ghoulie and he covers his eyes when the when the blood yeah. comes out and it's almost like he doesn't want to be a part of this. And spoiler alert to later on, I'm cutting way ahead, but the most important part of this movie is the two little people who are actors who are in the middle of the movie and they just get nothing to do. Which is a real... Yeah, they don't have any... What is their point? (laughs) There's no point to them, and they could be... And they're the most interesting things in the movie. The only thing that they... The the only thing that they do is save him from the trap, which is also another thing that just seems incomplete and very anticlimactic. They also catch a ghoulie. (laughs) Yeah. But, like, okay, we'll get to that scene. I'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about it later. Anyway, okay, so uh, cut to the sweet Richard Band score, and we get our credits and all that. And now Jack Nance is back doing narration. So he sure. says, the baby's dad, evil dad, died a horrible death. Uh, and so he raised him the best that he could. And he's like, but he's been dead for a long time. So I assume the curse has passed. And it's like, there's a couple places where these narrations kick in. And it's very clearly to spackle over some very. So how long has this dad been dead? That this guy gets the house? Don't like It didn't know. just happen? Like, I again, I I mean, okay, because well, what's his nuts comes to inherit the house. Yes, but like when oh, the dad when the, when the, when huge the, confusion when the dad rises part. up later on in the movie, mm-hmm. uh, he's rotten. Like he's been under there for a while. Well, at first he's rotten when it's a prosthetic, right? With the fake skull. Yeah. So he still looks like a rotty zombie. Like he like he's yeah, been there for a while, and he's not that long. Not like and he still looks young. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like, he, he still looks as young as he did in the intro credits. So, like, did this guy die when kid was a kidney's back for the first time? Or was he raised in that house? Or why is he even coming back? Why did he ever even move out? They what? figured that if you're watching a movie called Ghoulies about ghoulies, <laughs> you don't really give a shit about these guys. And they're correct. But, I mean, yeah. but the problem here is... Okay, so uh, the newly grown John is about to... He's, he's wandering around his newly inherited home. He finds a grave with an inverted pentagram. It's all spooky, blah, blah, blah. And then Wolfgang, the caretaker, who... Wolfgang, who he refers to... His, he's with his girlfriend, and he's like, Oh, this that's Wolfgang, the caretaker. And it's like, No, it's your, it's your adopted father who raised you. Yeah. Dude, what are you talking about? And then our narrator refuses to speak at all and just acts creepy. And it's like, okay, so... Why aren't you you talking? Did he raise him at another house somewhere else? And he would occasionally come back to this place and caretake the house when he wasn't around? I don't know. Oh, and what's his nuts gravestone that we see looks weathered and old like it's been there for more than weathered and old it looks like it's been buried by time yeah yeah yeah. that's what i mean so it wasn't like a quick death like your father just died come get your house like oh so many questions yeah yeah whatever it will never have answers (laughs) okay uh so uh anyway he calls him the caretaker and then just like pretends like he barely knows him because boo you're an ungrateful satanist kid i hope you get possessed by that stupid goofball from the beginning anyway uh later oh like seconds later they like they cut into the then we go into the study after he's like he's the caretaker he's like wolfgang oh he's the only family i've ever known yeah dude make up your mind is he just the caretaker or is he the only family you've ever known anyway uh 
Okay, so the place is trashed. It looks like no one has lived in it for years. So obviously Wolfgang is also doing a piss poor job of caretaking this estate. He hasn't dusted. What has he been doing? (laughs) Absolutely nothing. (laughs) Absolutely nothing, inside or outside. Yeah, no, uh, (laughs) totally the place is absolutely trashed. Anyway, to the point where he's going to make it his full-time job to try and get it back to a place where human beings can live. Because everybody quits college to clean up a house. I would. (laughs) College sucks. Uh, Anyway. Get a uh, trade, kids. (laughs) Yeah, go Exactly. I wish I had. Uh, I wish I knew how to do electrical work. I wouldn't have to hire a fucking electrician. At least you know how to do podcasting. That's cool. Sure. I think the three people that listen to the podcast really appreciate that. I bet they do. <laughs> Shout us out if you appreciate the if you're one of the three people that appreciates our podcast. Anyway, if you uh, if you go by the numbers on YouTube, we do have three listeners. <laughs> on the on the that's a video. It's so sad. It's ridiculous. Nobody watches I mean, I wouldn't watch the videos either. I wouldn't I, either. Why are we even doing it? I don't know. You said it might be fun. Uh it's I said it'd be fun on a set with like actual Hi mom. Hi, hi mom too bad we're doing it anyway anyhow uh yes so let's uh let's move on where are we okay so uh john immediately heads down to the basement after his girlfriend scared by a mouse ah, uh she sees every book in the world about occultism and she's like oh how charming it's tons of satanist stuff and uh john goes downstairs and he's like "Ooh." Occult markings on the floor dusts off the drawn directly to it. What? What is is he possessed here at all? No. Or like no, because he gets like really obsessed with this. I mean, he has to. There and has like, to and be it, some sort of spell on him or some dumb shit. And like, like it that. seems like he knows how to do what he's doing too good for the time that he just, which could it be explained if he spent the past 25 years scholarly going through all these books of the house but it obviously hasn't been there no and but he just goes like gaga for for and for also his, ghoulies. his <laughs> gaga for ghoulies um I, he one of the things that i dislike about this movie like especially because of his motivations mm-hmm. is that he's like can i get power and yeah. maybe I'm maybe I'm naive and I'm not somebody who gives a shit about such things. But what is power? Yeah. Like that is an ill-defined concept. Do you mean do you want to lead men? Do you want to be do you want yeah. to be president? Do you want do you want money? Do you want women to fall at your feet? What is what is power? Like, man, to you? you you've got a girlfriend that seems like she loves you and you just inherited a freaking mansion and what more do you need? You're right doing now, bro? better You're than doing okay. 99 yeah. <laughs> percent of people in the world. But I so need power. What is what? The, like I just don't understand what power is. Like, is it yeah. superpower? Is it like I want to be able to leap tall buildings in a single bound? I just don't get it. I mean, he seems to be totally stoked when he can make it rain. When he gets storms powers. I mean, that'd be a cool power. Yeah, the power to lower your house's uh, resale value. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. great. <laughs> Hell of a cool party trick, though. Yeah, Rising Damp, the (laughs) superpower. That's the name of his superhero. Uh, Okay. I made a bad wish. (laughs) Yeah, I really did. Okay. So, uh, he 
starts getting obsessed with whatever the book is and starts reading it at the table and ignoring his girlfriend and wife. And this is just so quick and so sloppy. Like there could have been some time passing here. And instead it's just like, bam, he is obsessed. I'm a different guy now. I am now, uh, the second he grabs that book, he is a different person and doesn't hear when his wife or girlfriend makes the hilarious transitional statement. We should have a party. It's not like the place could get trashed. No. Smash cut to guy smashing a bottle on one of the statues <laughs> outside. Oh, shit. That's actually pretty good. Anyway, it's going to be a big 80s party. We got 80s party dinguses driving a three-wheeler, smashing beer bottles. It's going to be one of those things. It's a rager. It is a rager. And we've got some real stand-ins for some fairly famous actors here. We got kind of your... Uh, I don't know, your Robert Downey Jr. types. This was probably after Less Than Zero, I assume. And, like, these guys are probably supposed to be the the two stars of Less Than Zero. I don't, I don't know what that is. They look very much like Robert Downey Jr. and uh, whoever the other guy is who played Ultron. Uh, those two. Oh, Spader? Uh, yeah, James Spader. Yeah! They're, I think they're kind of stand-ins for that. Think of uh, Back to School. Okay, <laughs> like, I like that movie. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, okay, now we're talking. Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> I want to see a ghoulie do a triple Lindy. I I wanted to see a ghoulie do almost anything. In this movie. <laughs> uh, you were saying that they were doing goofy stuff, but like playing the piano was the only thing I remembered. Uh, he pops out of the turkey at the dinner, but that was like that was done as like a scare. It was like slow. There's a ghoulie watching the 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 bone but that was done as a scare too he was down underneath the the bed like i'm evil and i've got a little i don't know i don't know anyway there's a ghoulie popping out of the soup he's like "Ah, i'm in the soup yeah it's not it's not like it's cool stuff that you do but i think they it's i'm happy that they did that. i think they just tried shoehorning in any kind of goofy ghoulie thing they could fit into the goofy ghoulies to 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 capitalize on that Goofy Ghoulie movement, I mean, I am time. I'm Gaga for Goofy Ghoulies. I'm, I'm Gaga for Goofy. <laughs> so the old Triple G. The next two party attendees that we see are some gigantic douche canoe named Dick in a beige leather jacket. <laughs> Woo! A butterfly collar. They really yeah, he sucks. <laughs> they really did him up. And then there is a little dude named Mark. And what, what the fuck what? is happening here? I just remember the text you sent me. Why <laughs> Toad Boy? <laughs> why is he Toad Boy? Why is he Toad Boy? And we never find out why he is Toad Boy. Uh, he basically shows up and he does this little... His first introduction to us, he's creeping behind a fucking like potted plant of some sort. And he's like, I'm Toad Boy. Ah, toad Boy needs nummies for his tum-tum. And it's like, that's how he hits on people, I guess. Uh, like, why are you doing this, Mark? Like, He needs he needs an intervention. Oh, fun. Uh, I had to look him up because I definitely recognized him, though. He is the punk that steals Pee-wee's bike in Pee-wee's Big Adventure for oh, Francis. He's the guy shit. Francis pays to, uh... There you go. So he... Do your bike, bucks, ton. Nice. <laughs> Toad boy likes stealing bicycles. Uh. That's <laughs> oh, so awful. Yeah, he speaks in this bizarre falsetto. We never find out why he does it. It's just it's just to be weird, I guess, and yeah. it's fine. Uh, Dick gets hit on by the hottest girl at the party because, I don't know, 
There's nobody else better there. Uh, I mean, in the kitchen, we find out that the ladies love Dick. They're getting a lot of mileage out of the fact yeah, that his, his name is like Dick. penis. Uh, and so, he's all like, my name's Dick, but you can call me Dick. <laughs> hey. Hey. And the ladies love it. I mean, that's a real line. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the eighty one of the eighties spazzes that would have probably been like portrayed by Anthony Michael Hall back in the day if they'd had the budget. Uh, he starts poorly breakdancing and the crowd loves it. Yeah, this is another scene where it's like, what? It kills several minutes and drugs fall out of his pockets on Whoa. the floor because he has drugs at a party. That's crazy. That's funny. That is straight up <laughs> comedy because people don't bring drugs to parties. Uh, you know what, man? I can't believe this dude doesn't smoke a J with a ghoulie in this. I can't believe that either. I can't believe that didn't happen. That is criminal. It's criminal. I didn't think about it until just now, and it's just like, man, come on. That would have been funny. I mean, it would have at least been interesting. Yeah. Uh, everyone's talking about what party games they're going to play. What do you want to do? Trivial Pursuit? What What about strip poker? No. Nah, please. Nobody wants to see strip poker in a horror movie. We want to see you do a dumb ceremony that fails to do yeah. anything in the basement. So everybody's excited, and they go downstairs. It's kind of like the movie even teases you with like what you actually want to see. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's like, oh, shit, okay, cool. Oh. Okay. Right. It would have been good, <laughs> but no, nah, no, we're not going to have that. Um, what is that fucking beep? I Are didn't hear that. I, I did hear it, but I didn't do it. Dun, dun, dun. All right. It's anyway. a ghoulie. It's a fucking... There's a ghoulie in here, isn't there? <laughs> uh, anyway, so they do this thing, and it they do this ritual, and it fails spectacularly, and they're all wishing they'd played strip poker, and we're all wishing they'd played strip poker, and he forgets to dismiss the spirit. Dun, dun, dun. And one of the girls disappears. What's happened to her? Oh, she's out on a thing. We find her later. Okay. Uh, super interesting. But uh, <laughs> meanwhile, Wolfgang is freaking out and having like DTs in his bedroom that's all covered in like Roman Catholic stuff because he's <laughs> recovering from being a cultist. Yeah, that's that's what he spends all of his time doing. Yes, the, the, definitely not caretaking. This certainly house not. At all. <laughs> Just yeah, being in a union suit and twisting in a bed <laughs> is pretty much what he does. Uh, yeah, it's a living. It's a living. <laughs> And uh, so the first of our titular ghoulies appears in this uh, in this little uh, yeah. circle that he makes. He comes from out of nowhere. And he's just like, hey. Hey, how's it going? He doesn't tap dance or anything. It's just, and then it's like, okay, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> so the two 80s parties, party guys go to a bedroom now. They're like, I assume, looking for a place to smoke a joint. Uh, but they find a Klaus Nomi sex doll in there, and... Uh, <laughs> I did like the scare of the... Not so much scare, but the weirdness of oh, it. Oh, it's great. This is a this is a great moment, but why the Klaus Nomi doll? Why does it look like Klaus Nomi? <laughs> like, I, I didn't... I mean, I can see it in my... I, can, I don't think it looks like Klaus Nomi. I mean... I mean it's still just a white face and a clowny dude in a weird suit. Which really? Is, I don't know. Which it, is Klaus. Okay, sure. I think it's just coincidental. Okay, maybe. Uh, so they go to the closet. They just pick it up and it starts singing Simple Man. Exactly. That was what I was hoping for. Uh, they go to the closet and another Klaus Nomi sex doll jumps out at them. Oh, shit. And they're like, ha, ah, that's funny. And then they Wait look back. Wait a minute. 
Dun, dun, dun. There isn't another doll over there. Oh, shit. Let's get out of here, Scoob. I mean, I mean this would just scary if that would happen to you. Yeah, that'd be terrible. Yeah. Um, uh, John and Dick go looking for the missing girl, Robin, who's acting all weird. John is our main character, if I haven't mentioned that. Uh, and she's just, like, out on a bridge looking weird. She's just, like, standing there acting strange for no reason, and it goes nowhere. Yep. It's one of the many threads in this that just things happen and scenes are just incomplete and they're just like moving on. Yeah. Next day over a dinner of white rice salad and butter, uh, John <laughs> explains to his girlfriend that he's quitting school to focus on his Satanism. Always a hard no, conversation oh, 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 to have. You mean clean the house. I mean, oh, I, did I say focus on <laughs> Satanism? I meant I meant make this place house. all spick and span. <laughs> She's not stoked that he's quitting school to quote-unquote fix up the house. she's no dummy. She knows that he just wants to hang out with ghoulies, because <laughs> I would. Uh, and so she heads off to whatever she does all day, and he starts a wacky cleaning montage. It, it was probably supposed to be a wacky cleaning <laughs> montage, but they set it to that fucking spooky music for no reason. He's doing, like, goofy shit. But the soundtrack is totally not goofy. Yeah. That's so weird. He needs to talk to, uh, what's his name from Nightmare on Elm Street 2. That guy Hell That yeah. guy can clean a room with a Mark, montage. Mark knows how to do a yes. room cleaning montage. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, he basically just throws a bunch of shit downstairs. and Or, uh, or the Elvira Mistress of the Dark. That has Hell a clean yeah. up montage. This is like, okay. Every time somebody misses out on a cleaning montage, it makes me sad. Go back to our episode on Demon Wind for a real missed opportunity yes. of a cleaning montage. Guys, what are you doing? Uh, okay, so we get that narration spackle back here where he shows up and he's like, uh, Oh, uh, by the way, he stopped cleaning because evil was calling him to put on robes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the ticket. <laughs> We join him now in progress. Yes, he pulls out his dad's satanic gugas and paints a big sigil on the floor, and that's what I'm talking about. Like he's been there for like a day, and he's already got all this stuff. Like the <laughs> symbols are the symbols day. are perfect. Like everything looks great. Like he just learns this shit way too fast. Yeah, he paints it right directly onto the floor with latex house paint, just like it's the his house, did. dude. <laughs> um, he makes a fancy magic talisman in the fire. This okay. So this is, is also this? time passing. While his wife is at work, he has cleaned up the house enough that she would be impressed at the level of cleanliness that they have. And their metallurgy. <laughs> he has and he has painted that giant sigil on the floor and learned how to make that talisman that he gives her. Amazing. Yep. Amazing. That guy has good time management skills. Mm. Uh, okay, so what is this talisman for? Is it to protect her from him? I don't. Is it honest, evil? Is it for I, her to? I can't be figure it out on? whatsoever because I thought it was to protect to begin with. Yeah, doesn't what doesn't she snap out of it when he puts the necklace back on her? Later uh, she on? ends up dying like the minute she she puts it on her <laughs> oh that's a funny scene anyway uh okay so later the <laughs> later that night he goes to hang out in front of his dad's grave to shiver and freak out like he's having withdrawals or something 
He's now not eating at all, and she's pissed because he's fasting. Yeah. Uh, she is fucking rip shit. And she's like, well, I'm going to make... Yeah, she's... Oh, wait, no, this is the other scene where yeah, she makes dinner. Okay, I'm jumping ahead. She's like, listen, I slaved for hours over two bowls of white rice yeah. and some salad. What are you doing? Uh, he uh, he goes he down to the basement again, hangs out in his dad's dumb robes, su- summons the cutest of the ghoulies, my personal favorite, the bald lizard man fish ghoulie. Uh, I like the one with the big square mouth. The werewolfy looking guy. Yeah, that's the cat ghoulie, right? Yeah, I think so. This, it's hard to tell in this one. They're not as defined as they are. They in the are later not. Ones. And another thing that's weird about this is that, like, when you think about ghoulies, you think about the core three from Ghoulies Go to College and Part Three. Yep. But in this one, there are at least five. I think there's five, five ghoulies. distinct ghoulies. It looks like a black bear ghoulie. You maybe see like one, like a gorilla ghoulie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's he what looks I mean. Like a yep. gorilla. Yeah, like Donkey Kong ghoulie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. That's it. And you, yeah, you see him like maybe two times, two shots. There's of bat ghoulie for a, there's a, a bat br- ghoulie for second. a hilarious mo- yeah. moment. Uh, there's the there's like at least four or five fish ghoulies. There's lots of fish ghoulies. So there yeah. could be a hundred of them in that in that, exactly. in that wishing pond out front. We have no idea. We see at least three of them at one time. Yeah. So who knows? But it's very strange because it works so much better when there's only a few of them. But that's not how they roll. Uh, okay, so he goes out and does, in his ritual, he's like, listen, you all need to be invisible to everyone but me because you look really silly. Oh, so, Okay, so so when he says this, does that mean that nobody else can see the ghoulies? Yes. Or does that just mean the ghoulies have to hide? It, well, nope. We find out later that no one can see them because when at the dinner at scene, dinner, that's, okay, that's what I was putting together at the dinner scene. I couldn't tell if the movie was just like, Pretending yep. that they couldn't see them, or we weren't see they weren't seeing them. Well, I mean, they don't see them until they get attacked. But then they them. do see them. They see them when they're attacking them. So make up your mind then. Why? Would, I don't know. I just, Their predator camouflage goes away when they go into attack mode. They okay. When the, <laughs> you know, you can't fire photon torpedoes when you're still cloaked. Everybody knows that. Uh, anyway, that's what's going on. Okay. So. Let's see. Oh, this is this scene is hilarious because this is like some sort of weird euphemism scene where his girlfriend finds him. He's downstairs dressed in his goofy ass robe. Oh yeah, I love it. Doing some goofy ass thing with some goofy ass trident, and he's like, "Do to do to do." His girlfriend comes downstairs and looks at him and is just like, "What the fuck is happening down here?" Oh, you're home early. <laughs> And it's like, it's like a metaphor for somebody with like a really embarrassing sexual fetish that yes. they're like, they don't want anyone to know, like he's got an adult baby fetish or something. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I didn't want you to find out like this. Or he's having sex with somebody and he's like, I, oh shit. I can't not get over the freaking trident that he has. Like it makes my hair hurt just looking at it because it looks so cheap. It looks like it's so... made out of cardboard. Like I'm just like, come on movie. I know you don't have much of a budget, but. Damn, this looks like a like a like a prop you made for a fourth grade school play. Like, it's, it's incredibly <laughs> frustrating because you could probably go to Chinatown and purchase the actual weapon for under for, fifty bucks. Yeah, like you could get the thing like like the Wushu actual weapon 
for almost nothing. Yep. And it's like, instead, they were like, eh, what if we just stretch tinfoil over if, cardboard? Exactly. What if we just spray painted some cardboard silver and put it on our broom? Let me tell you what will happen. It'll it look will like look this. Hilarious yeah. is what will happen. Uh, it's funny that they were worried about the ghoulies when that was their biggest problem. Well, that's another funny thing. Like, I feel like this one takes me out of the movies. Like, yes. I'm willing to accept all the ghoulies. <laughs> but Ooh. you show me that trident, I'm just like, nobody would be wielding that. Shut up. <laughs> I have. The thing is, I've seen metal weapons in the world. <laughs> that is a thing I'm familiar with. I don't know what a ghoulie looks like. You can tell me that that's a bad-looking ghoulie, but that's the only ghoulie I've ever seen, yeah. so I'm just going to assume that that's what a ghoulie looks like. It moves like a puppet. I've, yeah. I've fought mermen. I've seen tridents. <laughs> that's just not one. That's Absolutely, not a yes. <sighs> it's so weird. Anyway, he does... Uh, that's. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's where he does the spell, where he makes it rain in the basement. He After he... <laughs> After he makes it rain in the basement, that's when she walks downstairs. It would have been interesting if he had made it rain and she had come downstairs and seen that it was raining in the basement. Yeah. She's like, <laughs> are you making have... it rain in the basement again? <laughs> no, no, mom. <laughs> <laughs> it really feels like he should have been talking to his mother and being like, no, mom, c- don't come down here. <laughs> I don't have any pants on. I'm just make- I'm making it rain. Okay. <laughs> that's what I do. It's my thing. It's so weird. Anyway, I so, got for ghoulies, okay? Uh, okay, so uh, we next get what looks like it's going to be an excuse for boobs, but instead we just get to watch a ghoulie watch them do it under the bed. Yeah, here's another thing. I don't know if, like, come on, we all want boobs. You're, you're giving us a sex scene with no sex. You're giving us a, the mention of strip poker with no strip poker. It's just like, again, I don't know if that's cut for content or they didn't shoot it in the first place, but either way, it just feels... Like, we get shortchanged. Like. I will say that this scene, aside from the fact that it's super uncomfortable and gross because it becomes non-consensual yes. about halfway through, which yeah. is totally gross, but aside from that, if you can separate that part of it, uh, the part where they pan... <laughs> pan. I love saying that. <laughs> when the camera goes down so that you can Booms. see underneath the... <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> You're a director. Correct me when I say pan instead of the thing that it's supposed to. Uh, it, when the camera goes underneath the bed and you see the ghoulie with the glowing sigil underneath yeah. and he's just like, he's kind of got his fingers tented and he's just like, yeah, yeah. this thing's going to happen. This and it's hot. A, and, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, whatever he was going to do could not possibly have been good. Yeah. You know, you can only assume that what the, the spell was going to do was going to burst his like weird evil father out of her at some point as a baby or something. <laughs> And so they got really lucky that that thing didn't go through. So, but yeah, there you go. Yeah, I never thought of that. You never do find out what this what that what spell was, doing. was supposed to be. Yeah, because he had he had, he had that sigil under the bed, and he was like chanting, yeah. chanting, well, trying yeah. trying to like chant to make something happen while <laughs> boning her. Oh, it got gross. Yeah, it got really gross. It was really stupid. Come on, ghoulies, don't be so gross. Yeah, come on, <laughs> give me more ghoulies. Um, all right, have the ghoulies doing it. That's <laughs> something I've never seen before. Uh, anyway, it doesn't happen in any of them. Well, actually, shit, I don't remember the fourth one. Uh, well, luckily there isn't a ghoulie in the fourth one, so. Oh yeah. We basically have Grizzle and uh, Greedy Guts back in the fourth one. Do they come back? No, but oh. I mean they might as well be. Okay, it's like they're I dressed see. up like ghoulies. 
if they did, it would be better because fucking Grizzle and Greedy Guts are the best part of this movie. Um, okay, she's done with his nonsense after this, of course. Uh, but that's just helping out Jonathan because now he's got more time for Satan. Yeah. He's like, I've got... Like, I don't need her. I got ghoulies. <laughs> I've got to commit to my real passion, <laughs> commanding little people to do my bidding. I summon these ghoulies here to do... He doesn't give them one command, does he? He does. There is one time that he... Well, here's the thing. The thing that bothers me about it is that there's... I, I only saw... I only figured this out on, like, my third watch through of the, of the movie. Because it's been playing here all day. Well, because it's been playing <laughs> constantly. Uh, but... There's a moment where he basically asks them for the power to do the rain ceremony thing. And so if they would explain that more, that's fascinating. Like the idea that these are like little demons that like the ghoulies can grant rain power. Well, because they're lesser demons. So they have some sort of magical abilities from hell or wherever. Mm -hmm. And like magic exists in some other realm. You bring them forward and they bring the magic with them. And then they lend the magic to you, which is very clearly what they're doing. Once you have seen that one scene, but they never explicitly say it. And it would be a little more interesting to explain why he's got so many fucking ghoulies when he's like, I want power. Is power having lots of little ghoulies? <laughs> I mean, if your definition of power is having ghoulies, he is powerful He's as hell. Super powerful. <laughs> He's the most powerful man in the world. I can't think of a single man with more ghoulies. Just tell him he's powerful. He has a lot of ghoulies. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Pokemon. Yeah. I really feel like Pokemon is just really a modern version of the ghoulies. <laughs> they come, they come from ghoulie balls. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> ghoulie <laughs> balls. Ghoulie balls. <laughs> <laughs> is there a shirt idea? <laughs> is, there, is there some is there some sort of Pokemon mashup with ghoulies that we need to make into a shirt and sell it to T Fury? Mm. Probably. Uh, okay. Where am I? Uh, all right. So he's uh, he's summoned these. Uh, the two little people uh, who are, I assume, I so this is, again, this is just, I'm reading into this. So I'm assuming that the ghoulies are lower demons. Yep. Uh, Grizzle and Greedy Guts are some higher level of demon with more power than the So what's he summoning these guys for? To help him... Because they can give him more power. Because they can give him access to a higher level of magic. And so he keeps summoning more complex or more more powerful demons. They then imbue him with their power somehow. This is this is all conjecture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but this is how what I'm seeing okay. as the point of this. And they do, and since they can actually communicate in English where the ghoulies cannot, yep. he's like, I want power. Can you get me power? He's like, well, power I can get you, but there's this fucking ceremony. And so, <laughs> I don't know, it's pretty dangerous. I don't know. I don't, I don't think that a little wussy like you could handle it. And he's like, what? I could totally handle it. Uh, I, I'm totally cool. I, can, I gotta, I gotta I make do you do a party trick with the wine glass before I can trust you to... Take up some time. That's Ugh. so stupid. Yes, but yes. So he does that, and it's it's fine. Uh, but again, I want to call out Grizzle and Greedy Gut as being like the most wasted opportunity of like 
they should have been the heroes. Yep. Because I liked the I liked the angle where they didn't want to serve his dad. They kind of were the heroes in the end. I mean, they, I mean, they basically were kind but, of, but they but should have they done would, more. Yes, they should have been more heroic than just say, "Don't touch that. It's a trap." Especially since they're the, they're in the house at the end. It's like it's and they're just like, "See ya." Bye. All right, is everybody, everybody cool? Everybody get the freaking happy goosebumps ending i mean and <laughs> i mean you've you're literally like oh we've summoned these new otherworldly entities that are vastly more powerful than these other ones and we haven't sent them away we just left them in the house <laughs> that probably couldn't cause any problems mm. <laughs> metaphysically yeah, it's gonna be fine so they know everything they know about all of these all of these rituals they know everything about his life too which oh, yeah. he doesn't find suspicious at all because he's a fucking dumbass um he's like you want your girlfriend back don't you and how do like, you know how do you about even that? know her we know things we know things actually you just have the look of somebody who can't keep a girlfriend um <laughs> i just guessed <laughs> i just guessed <laughs> <laughs> you look like a sad incel i just kind of assumed yeah. You probably think that Jillian Anderson is your girlfriend? <laughs> yeah, I kind of guessed. Anyway, uh, but <laughs> he, he hangs out with there's this awesome scene. Now he has to wear, he's got the green glowing eyes constantly. So that power has gone into him. So now he's got to wear sunglasses yep. all the time to keep people from knowing that he's all ghoulied out. And there's a great scene, probably one of my favorite scenes, and it's just a second, and it's him reading a book in the parlor. With, with the, the ghoulie. ghoulie. Yeah. And he hands the book to the ghoulie, and the ghoulie's like, oh, yeah, I'll shove this for you, boss. Yep. And then kind of takes it and carries it's it awesome. off. awesome. Awesome. That is, like, if the movie was 90% that type of interactions with the ghoulies, I would have liked it so much also, more. Also, that's why he got the ghoulies, just to help him put books just away put when he's books done. Away. He's, just, <laughs> he's just really lazy. Um, but, but that's the thing, is that it's like they're almost, it's almost as though they're teaching him. Mm-hmm. You know, like that scene could have gone on in a way where we could have seen that he was learning from these demons. Oh my gosh, dude. We should have had a a ghoulies training montage. Absolutely. Set to (sighs) gonna fly now. And they're just, (laughs) they're just showing him like they could be directing him with like their little ghoulie fingers across the book. And they're like, look right here. And he's like that one. And he's like painting it. And he could be like, yeah. And then he could be up. Thumbs down. I don't like that sigil that you're drawing. Yeah. That one's not very good. Then he could good. be like shooting lightning bolts from his finger across the room at paintings and stuff. And More of that. More of that. Blows up his pet parakeet and all the ghoulies are like. <laughs> exactly. That Much better. He tries on some other dumb robes. These ones have stars. And they're oh, like, a little robey no. fashion. Yeah, 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 yeah. The ghoulies don't he does, like he that does, He does a catwalk thing, strutting his big antler hat and everything. <laughs> too big. No, <laughs> antler's too big. No it way. plays I'm too sexy. <laughs> yes. Which was not around at this time. No. They should have invented it for this I'll movie. George Lucas shit out of this, man. Please do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Becky comes back because uh, Grizzle and Greedy Guts have basically put a spell on her uh, to come back. She's like, come back. Uh, come away from here and we want you know just oh I leave. didn't realize she was spelled to come back I thought she came back and to try to get him out of there because she possible. realized that he was losing it I mean they, yeah she wasn't spelled yet I, I don't think, think. That she, I think that she was influenced because he basically said do you want her back mm-hmm. and they were like we can do that and then she comes back so I presume that they had some sort of influence on her from afar 
and then they put a spell on her once she got there that okay. was like she has no will of her own. I think she got there on her own. Could be speed. I mean, then she have... got taken over once yep. she did show up. Yeah, could be because she because they wouldn't have her come to the house and be like, "Let's go." Right, but I mean, she did. Yeah, they definitely claimed that they could get her back, so they didn't know that she was going to. They show could also up. be liars, man. That's they're, true. They are demons. They're demons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good point. Uh, okay. So, uh, and their name's Greedy Guts. It's really, it's a, it's a trustworthy name. <laughs> Greedy Guts is a trustworthy name. <laughs> it really is. Um, so, uh, yeah, she's freaked out. There's a great scene here where this is, there's a moment where you can see what this movie could have been. Yeah, when he, when he shows the eyes here. Yeah, the, the moment where she, she, he takes off his sunglasses, She's he's got an otherworldly glow coming from his eyes, and she says, my God, what have you done to your eyes? And that's like, it feels very Lovecraftian. Mm-hmm. It feels like a moment from a better movie or from a, like, a scary movie, from a movie that would actually have some, like, spooky stuff in yeah. it. And... There, that was like the only moment like that. Like you could definitely see like a uh, a from beyond mm-hmm. in that moment. Uh, it's like this movie could actually this movie does play like Lovecraft for kids. Like it almost <laughs> is like a child's introduction to Lovecraft. It really has that kind of like it's got a Lovecraft vibe, but like for little kids. Yeah, you know, for kids. You like H.P. Lovecraft? <laughs> I can see him as a little kid. You could see him as a racist <laughs> little kid. <laughs> Don't ask him about his cat. Uh, okay, so now. Details later. <laughs> a cat named by a racist. <laughs> Details later. Uh, now, everyone from the party is back again. They're all wearing sunglasses because it's a sunglasses party. No, do you know why? This was actually supposed to be in shot in 3D. And so this was supposed to be the scene where you the gimmick where you put your your 3d glasses on however it was deemed way too cost prohibitive prohibitive so they just kept it with the the sunglasses anyway fascinating but yeah that's why that that was this was supposed to be in this whole this whole crazy dinner table scene is all supposed to be 3d which would have been fucking cool really that would have been cool yeah i mean and also it, it just proves that they wouldn't have been able to do it because they were too lazy to make the fucking glasses for everybody. Instead, they were just like, here's a bunch of Grando glasses. Yeah. It's like, you know, even the mask, the original 50s, the mask, like, put the mask on now. Like, they designed a thing. They put a mask that yep. went over his face. Mm. Yeah. Lazy. Lazy, I tells you. Anyway. Uh, okay, so sunglasses party. We get the ghoulies popping out of the soup, and but nobody you know, can see them. Yes, but but it makes you kind of confused because if you miss that, if you just miss that one line where it's like, and you got to be invisible, which is not, which isn't even a clear cut and dry no, line. It, it, you're just like watching it, be like, why aren't these people freaking out when there's ghoulies here? Like, oh, can they not see them because they wear the sunglasses? Is that why? So it just makes you think like a hundred different things of like why you can't see this. Big ghoulie creature popping out of the bowl of soup in front of you. And also, it does, like, if you can't see them, are they invisible? And if so, can you just see a void in the soup where the ghoulies sit? Yeah, can you see Can you see the turkey moving? Mm. Like, can you not? Are you just, is your mind so clouded by ghoulie magic that you can't see that anything's moving? I need to know. I do, too. I want to know more. Mm. Anyway, they all have a toast, and Jonathan has them drink Kool-Aid that 
it's supposed to be wine, but it's very clearly Kool-Aid. I love it when they do that in movies. Uh, he's got the freaky eyes, but nobody cares because they're all they're all spellbound at this point. And he teleports everybody down to the basement, which is a clearly a serious power upgrade for yeah for our main character here. Hey, you, he wanted that power. He's got it. He's got it. Now he's got fucking Nightcrawler bamfing abilities. Nobody here like seems to care that this is going on no the, as soon as they drink the wine they're gone as oh is that drink, what happens yeah, yeah. That, as oh, soon okay. as they've as soon as they have the wine they're they're blank slates gotcha he says smacking his microphone um so he they all wind up in these like creepy white sheet costumes yeah i think that looks a lot those really cool are awesome yeah they're very similar to the ones used in the void i've not seen that it's great um that's a fun movie but uh it's it's a really like it's interesting because it's very hard to make a white costume not look like a a clan robe, obviously, or a bed sheet, or, like it or does in like the very shitty, beginning of the movie, right? Yeah. Like, a, or a shitty like ghost costume, like Charlie Brown yeah. in a ghost costume. So it's it's super cool the way that they do it. I I really dug it, and it is really creepy. And when it gets when they get bloody, yeah, it's like that is a scary moment, and that combined with that other thing is like those two things together that's a fucking lovecraft movie yeah like, you've got like, this you could have had a you could have had a scary faceless uh, weird yeah. cultists oh i love it yeah well too bad yeah well anyway um okay <laughs> no super scary movie for toad boy <laughs> fuck you toad boy <laughs> uh all right one of the ghoulies hangs out on one of the shoulders of the the guys in the costume and he like pets him <laughs> yeah funny. he's like petting petting the cultist on it's the head it's nice that they gave the ghoulies something to do for a second it's just to remind us that there are ghoulies in this for real? movie they, the ghoulies must be in this for what a minute two minutes yeah yeah of total running time yep this is great I like this everybody starts screaming all at once again very Lovecraftian uh, just like a moment of just yeah. everyone screams in terror and then dad pops out of the ground Yes, awesome. that shot of him that 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 great. that zombie puppet shooting out is amazing. He's phenomenal. He looks great. I love the scene. giant mouth. Yep, ah. all of that is great. Uh, he's all blue and cool looking. They toast again and forget what just happened. Now they're all back at the table and they're like, "Oh, I, I guess it's time for sexy shenanigans." Yeah. And so strip poker. Uh, again? No, wait, we went, we went back in time. Uh, but no, they dropped the ball on that again. Uh, so I wish they kept that prosthetic zombie for his yes, dad absolutely. instead of blowing up the other guy. Yep, I agree. Yep, I agree. Uh, so uh, there's some extra fish ghoulies. Uh, oh, yeah, so his dad comes back and he's just like, oh... Hello, my children. Your real master has returned. Yes, basically. This guy likes ghoulies even more than his son does. Yeah. Oh, he loves them. He loves them. We're, you know what? It's no wonder the ghoulies like him better. He actually, like, pats them. He's like, oh, he's affectionate to the ghoulies. Yeah. He, like, pets the little fish ghoulie. And, the uh, other guy's just like, give me power and put my books away. <laughs> yeah. Make it rain inside because... Yeah. I, I hate property values. Yes, I, <laughs> I like mildew. <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe he has an anti-mildew spell. Who knows? <laughs> but Mark the Toad Boy is going to go out and hang out because there's this girl that likes him for reasons. It's the voice. <sighs> the voice does it. I mean, we make fun of it, but bro, 
Have you ever been on a date and been like, Hey, baby, <laughs> I'm Toad Boy. Let's go to the movies. Have you ever tried it? Admittedly, I have never done that. So It would probably work. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you know what? Luckily, I'm out of the dating pool, so I don't need to get into that. That's It makes me happy that that's not a, not a concern of mine yeah, anymore. Yeah, same, but... But you know it would work. I know it would work. You know, and you, I'm gonna do it if if I need to in the future. I mean, I'm hoping I don't. I don't. You know, if you ever, you know, if you're ever on a date with your wife, and yeah. just see if that that woos her. She would. <laughs> <laughs> or if she just smacks you in the head. <laughs> no, it's not gonna work. It's not gonna work at all. Uh, okay, so, <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm just trying to picture how they would handle it if, like, or how my wife would handle it if I'd be like. I just want to talk like Toad Boy all the time. Like, that's my new thing. Like, and I commit to it, and I never not talk like that. She put up with that fucking mustache, so I feel like she <laughs> might... <laughs> I feel like she might live with almost anything. She hated that mustache. You, must, you did mustache, mullet, and, like, uh, vanilla ice stripes in the side. So, yeah, I feel like... Uh, I still have the vanilla ice stripes. They're just... There, weren't they lightning bolts at one point, or like I never had lightning bolts. You never did. I I, I want I wanted the lightning bolts, but I thought they might come off looking a little SSE. <laughs> so I was like, eh, let's not do the lightning bolts. Okay, good call. I think that's a very good idea. <laughs> I think when it comes to white guys shaving their heads in any way, it gets real dicey real fast. <laughs> I was like, one time I was like, I'm just getting rid of this. I had a mohawk, and I was like, I'm just gonna shave it down. It's kind of nice to just shave it bald. And the conversations that I got into after that point got very uncomfortable. And I was like, I think I need to grow my hair back. Uh, I don't like this at all. <laughs> People feel very comfortable expressing opinions that I am not interested yeah. in talking about. Okay, I need to buy myself like a bunch of like really obvious sharp shirts yes, and, uh, exactly. and grow my hair back. <laughs> yeah, seriously, I'm fucking sharpie it back on too. Uh, okay. All right, whatever. Toad Boy gets eaten by a ghoulie. Oh, no, not Toad Boy. <laughs> not Toad Boy. Uh, because he's tickling this girl. His big move is... She loves it. Have she's... you ever tickled a girl and made the Toad Boy voice? <laughs> Girls love it. Two things that women can't resist. Being annoyed and being extra annoyed. I'm going to tickle your guts. <laughs> <laughs> They were made for each other, but unfortunately, it was not to be. She Hi, loses she loses her bracelet in the slime water, and he goes to retrieve it and gets a face full of ghoulie. Yep. Uh, so, say goodbye to Toad Boy. Goodbye, Toad Boy. And a couple more show up, and this, this pond is just fucking, just rife with ghoulies. Yeah. Lousy with ghoulies. Lousy with <laughs> ghoulies. Uh, Dick leaves the room after ostensibly having sex with a lady. I can't remember who she is. Doesn't fucking matter. Doesn't matter. Uh, but her makeup is still absolutely perfect. She's <laughs> like, I don't know how that worked out. <laughs> but uh, the uh, that Klaus Nomi doll comes to life behind her. Dick goes downstairs. Uh, while the Klaus Nomi doll is, I guess, attacking her, or she she can't see it yet. That's right. Yep. Uh, he goes downstairs and he's just had sex with this lady. But then another lady comes out and he's like, oh shit. Round two. Right. I mean, so, okay. Is this, is this John's dad? Yes. Disguised (laughs) as, disguised as random blonde cougar lady. 
He's got a real uh, tall man thing for dressing up like a lady and yeah. having sex with young dudes. And it's also another chance to throw some boobs in your horror movie here before she does the killer tongue thing. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3 is a master yep. class in this. But exactly. they don't. They're just like, and she doesn't even crack a pun or, or anything. Nothing. She should be like, show the boobs and be like, oh, don't you have something to say? What are you, tongue-tied? Blah! You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> sure. we get nothing. We, yeah, just, yeah. we just get tongue thing, which is cool looking, but it's just, it's it feels incomplete to me. No, you're just right. It's like, boop, here's my tongue. I choke you with the tongue. Yep, we're done. I agree. It, it is just like, it just feels like they had a tongue prop. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's that's definitely what it feels like. Um, okay, so he does, yeah, she gets the Freddy Krueger tongue, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, we cut to John apologizing to Becky for hypnotizing her and forcing her to be with him and participate in unholy necromantic ceremonies. And yes, then he puts, puts the talisman on her and she goes back to sleep. Yeah, so does he... Is that like a roofie talisman? Is that like it? It's is she still under his control? Like, I think that the talisman broke the control. That's that he made feel. in the basement. Yes. That he made when he was doing Satan shit. I think so. That, that was a good necklace he made. I think he was making a talisman like the one that was protecting him as a child. That vanished. That vanished. So why do we even see that? The <laughs> why didn't he just give her give her the one that the he's been that he had as a child? That's how it works when you do that shit, movie. Yes. <laughs> he should have taken it off and given it to her yeah. and protected her. And then and he dies. they should, the then uh, Greedy Guts and Grizzle should have stolen the fucking necklace off of her while she was sleeping. Ooh. And then hypnotized her so that she was then, you know, a zombie or whatever. And then he finds it and gives it back to her redeeming himself in some small way. Then they kill him for taking his necklace off. Yes. Yes. Sure. There we go. It's just, I, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Okay, so, um, yeah, she goes to sleep, whatever. Uh, one of our 80s party dudes goes out looking for a lighter and then gets knocked unconscious by either Grizzle or It's Grizzle, guts. yeah. And... Uh, no, Greedy Guts knocks him out. Yeah, Grizzle. Yes. He sees Grizzle run by. Oh, Grizzle's and we, out fighting with the rat ghoulie in the, yeah. in the yard. And we also see that guy, those guys just get too stoned for my liking. It's just a pet peeve of mine when they people are obnoxiously stoned in movies, like where it's just so yeah over the top. Like they don't sell being stoned very well. No, they, they don't. sell like a. a ah, it's eighties weed. How much could they yeah. possibly have <laughs> smoked to get that high? Um. So, yes. Okay, they they drag his body, his lifeless body? Yeah, I guess he's knocked out or dead, or they drag him out to... Into the yard, and then they use his coat to catch the rat ghoulie. Because they were going to stab him with that knife inside for some reason. But then Grizzle's like, not in here. We bring it outside. Yeah, there's there's definitely a scene missing here where it's like... This this whole... Why did they need the ghoulie? Why did they drag him outside? Mm-hmm. Is he dead? None of it makes sense. All of this is like a big, long murder montage scene at yep. the end of this movie. But every little vignette in it seems incomplete to me. Like everything is just yeah. like missing a piece or just ends too soon or doesn't have enough setup. Uh, so, yeah, then we get the uh, Klaus Nomi doll killing the girl. And when it's about to kill her, 
it it starts bleeding from the eyes, the mouth, like a big ghoulie comes out of it. Yep. Oh, that's and, oh, that's a sixth ghoulie. Yeah, and the and then it just like cuts away when we see the big ghoulie come out. We don't even see what it does. And see... then you never see that big yep. ghoulie again ever. Like what? Yeah, it's a bummer. <laughs> that is a bummer. Um so there's this is the moment where uh where Grizzle catches the fucking the rat ghoulie for some reason. Uh, to to kill somebody later with it, but he's but at the same time they're literally having a conversation. This is the other part where you're where you kind of realize that they're similar demons because she's like he he says, "Oh, I hate these things" or something like as though he mm-hmm. knew them from before or whatever. And uh he's you can also tell that he's having a crisis of conscience where he doesn't want to he doesn't want to betray Jonathan to Malcolm the dad, but he's he seems to have no problem chucking a eating ghoulie at somebody's oh, face. Oh, he doesn't care about that. Oh, okay. But he, it's because he has some loyalty to Jonathan, and so. It, but the but then Grizzle guts, greedy guts is like, well, yeah, but if you do, if you turn on Malcolm, he's so powerful, he's just gonna kill you. So you need to just shut the fuck up and do mm-hmm. what he asks you to do. So, um, greedy gut throws the ape ghoulie at the at that other stoner that didn't die in the pool, yep. and it bites his face off. Uh, the lady that Dick was having sex with gets attacked by the close Nomi puppet and we get the dinosaur looking ghoulie that pops out of it. Everyone now comes back to life. Now that everyone's dead, they come back to life and and they all do this weird like they're all it's like called. a corpse shuffle like yeah. to the basement together. It's maybe lit differently, shot differently, something it would look less goofy. They're like one of them, the one that they concentrate on that's doing it, it is actually a really, it's a very creepy motion that he's doing. Mm-hmm. I just wish they could have shot it in a better way. But it, yeah, it's a creepy motion, but it also looks like that like dance you can do that right. they always yeah, did yeah. in the in the in the eighties where they would get in the ground and do that, like wiggle. Yeah, yeah, it's very thing. much like they're doing the worm. Yeah, the worm. That's what. That's the word I'm looking for. Yep, it, it very much looks like that. Oh, how cool would a worm ghoulie be? Very cool. <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, as everyone comes back to life and gets called downstairs, a ghoulie plays piano for a minute, which is awesome. Bing, bong, bong. It's one of the better parts. Uh, <laughs> hope you enjoyed that. <laughs> hope you enjoyed it. It's over now. Becky gets... Oh, this is the best scene. Of, this is yes. the best scene of the movie. So Becky has woken up. His girlfriend, Becky, has been awakened. She's now no longer under his spell. <laughs> And she's like, she's leaving to go away. And she's like, listen, I'm tired of this shit. I'm, I'm going home and I'm, I'm going to stay with my mother or whatever. <laughs> and she's on the stairs and the bat ghoulie flies at her face and she loses her footing. We're supposed to believe. But instead <laughs> of it just like knocking her down, she has conservatively 20 seconds to regain her balance while she has a fucking monologue. <laughs> she's like tipping backwards and she's like, ah, Jonathan, why? <laughs> it's like, come on. This doesn't make any goddamn no. sense. <laughs> Jonathan, how could you? Please. I'm going to follow these stairs now. <laughs> Bye. Jonathan, <laughs> there are 15 things that have happened today that I am unhappy with. The list is thus. 
<laughs> number one. <laughs> and closing my list at number 15 was me falling down a staircase. <laughs> Goodbye, sir. <laughs> yes, and she does. It's just, there is such a delay between her realizing that she's falling and then she instead of doing anything she just she starts talking to him instead of like, I grab the railing grab the railing fucking find your footing do something you know that you're slipping yeah. what is wrong with you it's love it's it absolutely 100% my favorite part of the whole movie yep okay now he's starting to feel a bit guilty for killing his lady friend <clears throat> and he's like you know what I've got the magic juice I can bring her back to life. I got I got all this power. Look, I can teleport people, do all that shit. I'm going to bring her back from the dead. No harm, no foul. Whatever. Jonathan's like, shit, where's my robe? Can't find it. Uh-oh. Hey, wait a minute. All of my friends have been murdered. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. And, uh, oh, hey, they're all wearing bloody white sheets. That's strange. Oh, and bad uh, dad's do, 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 do. back. Hey, my dad's back. Oh, yeah. and he wants to kill me. Oh, oh, and he's dead. Oh, and that's he's got my robe. Uh, oh, I think I see what's going on. <laughs> and it turns out that Dad is better at everything than Jonathan. Yeah. He's got control of all the little grumblings, and Grizzle and Greedy Guts are on his side, and he's now back to finish the sacrifice to Lucifer that he couldn't do before. He's like, if I... There's a, there's a weird thing here where he's like, I need to, I need to sacrifice you... To Lucifer to get my soul back or something like that. He's, he needs to suck his life force out so he can take his youth. Sure, it's, it's that's what he stupid. needs to do. He definitely mentioned Lucifer. One hundred percent. But then he also said he needed to suck the life force. He, he needs to suck the youth. He needs to kiss him oh, and suck the life force out. Weird. That's what he said. Fucking that's his weird. words. Not don't look at me like I, that. I, no, it's not. It's not your <laughs> fault. But whatever. So he brings, he, dad brings Becky back from the dead just to fuck with him, basically. Yeah. And it's a the, trap. And this gr- is another one of those scenes where it just feels so incomplete because, like, yeah, all of a sudden his wife's back and she's like, I want you. Hold me. Kiss me. And then Grizzle's like, no, it's a trap. That's yeah. when you cut to her looking like a ghoulie. But you don't. He just goes, Because Ugh. she needs to be alive at the end for our happy ending. Yeah, so he's like, oh, you fuck, get on the ground. And he just like kind of like shoves her lightly and she just falls down and that's it. <laughs> like, Yeah, the fact that she's only alive thanks to necromancy isn't ever going to play into their relationship <laughs> at some point, I'm sure. Mm. Anyway, uh, Grizzle and Greedy Guts get in trouble for warning him. Malcolm throws... Jonathan. Kind of. He just says you'll burn for this. Yeah. There's no consequences. Well, I mean, there would have been had he not oh, been killed. Yeah. But Malcolm throws him around the room a bit. There's that weird kissing scene. But while he's distracted by the weird kissing thing, <laughs> Wolfgang shows up fucking and, Millennium and he's Falcon a wizard. style. <laughs> and he's a wizard, Harry. Yep. <laughs> he hits him with a trident in the back and he's like, that's very bad. I don't like that. They have a piss poor magic fight what the, the f is this even <laughs> if they'd like thrown fireballs at each other across the room it would have been better than this. Yeah. they're literally just holding onto each other's necks and they're and shooting and they're repeatedly shooting one lightning bolt out of one eyeball yeah pss, pss, at each other and they're just like ow quit it ow <laughs> ow quit, quit it. it ow quit it <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and that's pretty much how it goes for the whole end of the movie right? until they disappear yeah like and we they just disappear and like a ceiling beam falls and they're like, well, I guess they. Yep, that's they, it. That was an epic battle that I guess they both died in. 
Yeah, this the, it starts tearing the house apart after they vanish, and apparently their epic battle has destroyed the house, or it might have been the fact that they damaged the foundation a lot by constantly making rain spells <laughs> down there. Um, but once saying. they die, it, it totally, like, Disney movie yeah. resets, and all their friends are alive, and they're like, all right, let's go! All you corpses that used to be dead that are alive now for it was It was awesome, because reason. there's a moment when his his wife is or girlfriend or whatever is like why are they back and he's like shut up (laughs) 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 quit asking questions this fucking thing doesn't make sense they want a happy ending (laughs) yep uh, even it even like bleaches out the stains in the in the linen so it's great (laughs) so they get into their cars and drive off because you know we're expecting a fucking poltergeist style house implosion yeah no 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 we don't have the budget budget for that instead we cut to grizzle and greedy guts and they wave bye bye everybody well see you later here's another thing everybody gets into their own car but that one other stoner mike hops in with them but why he rode in with the other guy i don't know because they needed one person in the back seat to hang out with the ghoulies i guess to hide the wires yeah, I'm really confused why Mike's in their car with them. I assume it makes, you the, even see Mike's buddy that he rode yeah. in with, like getting the other car without him. Like, no big deal. Like, if you don't have a person back there, the control rods are going to be super obvious. I think, and you're just going to be like, I think that it makes it easier to have multiple ghoulies behind things. And they did the cool thing, like what comic artists like to do, where you got nice foreground and background, and you you want yeah. like, multiple layers. I like that. Okay. I like the fact that there was one behind him and like next to him and i don't know it made for a it made for a, it made for a good shot but it was just it's silly yeah uh but there you go uh ghoulies pop up in the back of the john in jonathan's car ta-da freeze frame 90s free freeze frame sitcom ending there guess what time for college now wait no that's wait. later we gotta go to the, the, the fair first you gotta have a really depressing circus one before <laughs> that happens i actually like part two a lot me too but uh yeah that's ghoulies. That's ghoulies. It does not make a, a whole hell of a lot of sense, really. It doesn't. Unfortunately, it doesn't stand up to a lot of uh, a lot of questions, and it does ask a shit ton of questions that it doesn't answer. Yes. Which especially, it's. I mean, it's the it breaks the cardinal rule of any supernatural movie, which is like if you're gonna have a supernatural movie, you gotta you gotta have rules. Yeah. You like you have to establish it. Like even. Movies don't even feel comfortable having a vampire without explaining what a vampire does. You know what I mean? Like, if people feel like they need to establish their own rules for the most well-known and iconic of monsters. And so even if you have a werewolf or a, <laughs> or a vampire, they're they'll like... They'll still say it. They'll go over the silver steak, bullet shit. silver bullet, like yeah. decapitation, garlic, blah, blah, blah. And they'll explain either it works or it doesn't. But like... We have this unbelievably complex system of magic that should be, that should have been the plot, is explaining how that system of magic works so that we can understand why they're there. Because we can't understand the motivation of, I want to know the motivation of the ghoulies. Maybe that's a crazy thing to ask. But I feel like if I knew the motivation of the little monsters, it would help. I want to know what the ghoulies are doing when they're not being summoned to do. I mean that. I mean that's ghoulies go to college. Yeah. It's, somebody answered that question. It's like they're hanging out, watching TV, and drinking <laughs> beer. <laughs> I want to see more of that in this. Uh, yeah, I agree, and that's. I think that's the most disappointing part of this movie is that it <sighs> didn't. It didn't bring the goof 
that I was hoping for. It didn't bring the scare it's, it's or the goof. Thing. It's just not enough of anything. No, and it's one of those things that can be forgiven because it is it's a special super movie. low budget. It's yeah. special. It's it's in the infancy of all of these people yes. that were involved. Like I mean, obviously Charles Band went on to do all this other shit. Uh, the director Luca Bercovi, you know. Lucio Brazzi. Yeah, he he directed the Granny later on, which is amazing too. Like he, he went on to do a ton of cool shit. So it's like, yeah. it's not bad, but no, it's just like it it's isn't. kind of like it's kind of like when you listen to somebody for a long time and their music's awesome, and then you listen to the first album and it's like, oh, this isn't really doing it for me. But I can right. see the seeds of like greatness being planted here. Yeah, and, and that's true. And it's so it's, it's, so it can be forgiven for that in a way. And it's very easy when you've seen gremlins too and you've seen you know like all of these things with the when you've seen critters and you've seen all that stuff but ghoulies was first you know it was it it was before and way cheaper than all of that right and it was before gremlins you know i mean it was simultaneous with gremlins they were they were being they were written and produced at the exact same time so it it's not like they had a they didn't know that they needed to do the kinds of things. They didn't know what an audience of people like us, mm-hmm. of the nerds that are going to want to watch this kind of crap. They didn't know what we were looking for at that point. Yeah. If they had made this movie today, they would have known what we were looking for and they would have made it more like that. I think yeah. they would have chosen one of those tones. I wish it rolled a little harder. Like I, I, yes. I wish, I wish it rolled like Ghoulies three rolls where it's like Ghoulies three was able to put in that crass humor Loaded up with that gratuitous nudity, like big effect. Have some kills. Yep, exactly. Have some. This I kind of feel just drops the ball on the on the kills, on the babes, on the everything that makes these kind of dumb movies. Yeah, fun. Yeah, like agree. And it just feels like it's there. Like that's the problem. It's with, so it, close. It, it's got so much potential, and it they really just like does. drop the ball left and right. Ugh. And it did, but I mean, this movie had such an impact on me as a kid. Like. Oh yeah! Like such an impact. I was obsessed with Ghoulies. I was, I was too. obsessed with the concept of Ghoulies. Like yep. I wanted a Ghoulie. I wanted to summon Ghoulies. I wanted them in my house. Uh, I just wanted Ghoulies. Yeah, I'll, I, I rented and, them. I rented them a ton when I was a kid. And as much as I'm saying, like I, as much as I'm saying, like I wish this movie went harder. If it did, it would have been rated R, and I wouldn't have been allowed to see it. Exactly. When I was a kid, so this was one of those things that. This was one of those saving grace movies for me, like along with yeah. Monster Squad, where it was a horror movie that I could always rent with my parents and I could take this one home. Yeah, and <laughs> it also is like it it also could be played in its entirety on USA Up All Night. Yep. You know, and that's kind of like there was nothing that needed to be censored. I'm, there might have been something, but it seems like I can't imagine anything, I can't even needing, think of anything yeah. needing any censoring. No. Uh, yeah, so it's. It's just funny. It's such a it's such an interesting movie historically and all of that. It's yeah. I love it. I'm gonna watch it a million more times. I'm glad we did it here because I had it in my head I hadn't watched this movie in well over ten years or more and I had it in my head that I didn't like this movie at all. I was like, I hate the first Ghoulies. That's why we've covered Ghoulies two and three on the show before. <laughs> but you were like, Let's do Ghoulies and I was like, That movie sucks. No way. You see, so I feel I'm glad like- I went back and gave Ghoulies a second shot because I did I did greatly enjoy it i i wish that you could literally take all of the parts of all three ghoulies movies and make a perfect movie that'd be the perfect ghoulie because that's like the effects from ghoulies 3 combine with like the sensibility of ghoulies 2 you know less really far down the down the way borscht belt humor like a little like tone it down a little tone down the like mad magazine-esque 
levels of ridiculous humor bring it bring it in a little bit a little bit more horror and you know i think you would have a just yeah. an absolutely perfect movie yep and i'm not opposed to the idea of a reboot of the ghoulies franchise no i would absolutely fucking love to see a new ghoulies as long movie. as it's got actual ghoulies and not just cartoon ghoulies yes absolutely and and especially if it has doesn't have uh, the ghoulies from part four which are just <laughs> little people in halloween masks let's do do you want to do ghoulies for next week I'll I'll watch it and then I'll watch it too, man. I have not put that thing in in like twenty years, but like after watching this one, now I'm getting the feeling like shit. Do I, have I been hating on Ghoulies Four all this time for no reason? No, I would I really like Ghoulies Four if I popped movie. it in? I definitely watched that within the last four years, and I I've got like, it. I can't make it through this <laughs> fucking movie. I remember feeling like it, this, there's no movie in this movie. It's very it. All I remember was going, oh, it's the street from uh. From Shrunken Heads. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I remember thinking. It's a Winorski, though. It can't be that bad. It can't bad. be that bad. He is... Yeah, okay. Well, eh. we'll think about it. Doesn't matter. Anyway, what? Well, the important thing to remember is that this, this podcast is brought to you by Coast City Comics. Please purchase things from us to help us continue to make these things. And, we have shirts. And we have shirts. Go to CoastCityComics.com. Buy a, buy a Funbox Monster Podcast t-shirt. Buy a Coast City Comics shirt. Uh, there's lots and lots and lots of stuff. Have us build you a skateboard. Do all sorts of stuff. There's there's even comics here. We even we're actually one <laughs> of those places that has comics in the name that actually is kind of riddled with comics, as opposed to some other comic shops you might have heard of. Like if you go to the stupid ball. <laughs> Listen, I wasn't saying anything specific, but I uh, wasn't either. I just said a mall. And just a mall. That's fair. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Mall of America, for example. Yeah. Anyway. Thank you for listening. Uh, follow us at Funbox Monster Podcast at Coast City Comics and Matt is... I, I am Matt Awkward VHS Fiend on the Instagram and make sure you check out the Video Vagrants group on Facebook and we do a group uh, movie watch every Friday at 9pm Eastern on the Video Vagrants YouTube channel. Awesome. This week is um, Santo and Blue Demon versus Dracula and the Wolfman. Very nice. That's exciting. Yeah. I am a big fan of those terrible I'm, fucking movies. I've never seen so... Ooh, you're going to have a hard time. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I have a hard time in everything. I'm not too smart. Oh, you're going to yeah, <laughs> figuring out figuring out an El Santo movie is going to be tough. Uh, anyway, thank you so much. We will see you next week. Good night. Peace.